Welcome to the Cook Center Podcast, and here's your host. There's oh a drive deep right field, say goodbye. Hey, Lloyd, <laughs> do some delivery for the truck to the airport. Michael Preston. Welcome in to another quarantined edition of the Cook Center Hour, part of our Continuing my favorite event series, we just did our big 1997 season mega cast. It needed two parts, and the last part needed just two games. If you haven't listened to that yet, but I encourage you to do so. Uh, it was a lot of fun to do, a lot of fun to talk about, and a lot of fun to just edit and all that other good jazz. It was a lot of fun, but now we're like over a month of doing this quarantine and crap and. We don't have still no live sports to talk about. Boy, is that a like I I've I've been discovering that that was my escape from a lot of things. And when you don't have that, it's hard to escape the rest of the craps. <laughs> oh, uh, until that time returns, we're going to continue doing this series, the my favorite event uh, series. Uh, and this time we're going to talk to our very own Zane Murphy here at CookCenter.com. Actually, a high school classmate of mine uh, as well at Woodenville High School. And I think. You know, I've, I've had so much fun putting these shows together, but I, I, I think for kind of a separate reason, this one, at least content-wise, is, is is my favorite. Because the the entire point of this series was, you know, I think obviously we're going to talk about like that USC win like I talked about, and the Oregon win like PJ did, and then the 97 season uh, like PJ, Sherwood, Jeff, Scott, and I talked about. But this game is... It's it's not it's from a pretty nondescript season. It's from the 2005 season, and it is an Apple Cup win, but it's not like it's this. You know, it didn't come in this big grandiose season. It didn't happen and have huge significance in any way, other than being a rivalry win. But for so many reasons, for Zane himself, this is his favorite thing he's ever gone to involving WSU. And I think that's part of what makes this series so cool is that it doesn't need to be, you know, like this game that, you know, sent Wazoo to the Rose Bowl or was at the end, at the end of ESPN game day, or was a nationally televised game where you beat the top five ranked USC Trojans at home. It doesn't need to be something that big and grandiose. It's just whatever was your favorite thing, whatever was this person that we get to interviews favorite event to go to. And I think that's what makes this one so cool. So we're going to talk about the 2005 Apple cup, with Zane here in a couple of minutes, but I, and you know, this game is, it's definitely a, you know, there was nothing on the line other than pride in this game for either team. And it was definitely a game. Like I described earlier, there were no stakes in it other than, other than just getting to have the trophy. So it's, it's really cool from that standpoint that it's this thing where you get to learn a little bit more about the person and why it was important to them, not necessarily the game, because also the game was not very good either, but it was important to that person, especially for what happened after the game too, which might be, <laughs> it's, well, I'll let, I'll let Zane describe it, but it, it's, it's wild to say the least. We'll put it that way. So we'll play the fight song here. Stick around. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Zane Murphy's favorite event, the 2005 Apple Cup in Seattle. <laughs> Thank you. 
back here on the Coog Center Hour, and we are now here to discuss a game from, you know, we always, we kind of started this My Favorite Event series, and we didn't put any prefaces on it, it didn't need to be during any particular season, it didn't need to be any particular sport for that matter, we've just done all football to this point, uh, but Zane Murphy of CoogCenter.com is his favorite game, we were talking about this before Zane, it comes from the worst season of any game we've analyzed so far. And that of of all the ones I also know I have in my back pocket that we're doing going ahead, uh, it it is it is from a four and eight four and seven or four and eight season. They were not very good this year in two thousand and five. No, they were not. It was a it was a four and seven season where we started three and zero and then lost seven in a row. <laughs> <until> <laughs> the that sounds vaguely familiar. It sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, We'll oh, get yeah. into uh, the 2005 Apple Cup, which is the event you've chosen as your favorite uh, here in a little bit. I want to start out, though, as as we kind of have throughout this series with where you were in 2005, because as some Kook Center folks may know, you and I have a connection. We went to Woodenville High School. I don't know together or if you graduated before I got there, but we both did go to Woodenville. We grew up in the same kind of neighborhood uh, in Woodenville. So where were you at this point in 2005 in your wazoo collegiate career so i was a freshman in 05 okay so, so we did go to high school just, together and i feel even more embarrassed by that yeah. <laughs> um, it's all, no don't worry i was not cool and i'm always terrified when i see people looking at me like they recognize me and thinking they're from high school and i don't remember who they are so, so then i have even like a, i have even less of an excuse of not knowing you because i am all of those things as well yeah, I have a weird fear about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I was sim- a little similar to you. My my folks are from Montana. Um, so we moved to the Seattle area to Woodenville um, when I was in kindergarten from Texas, and uh, my my dad played football at the University of Montana. My mom also went there, and so we were kind of your typical sure root for whoever. Uh, so growing up. You know, I had coup gears. My my cousin played baseball at Wazoo, um, and but I, I was cool with whatever. You know, I kind of rooted for the Huskies, mm-hmm. kind of rooted for the Cougs, kind of was a little bit whatever about it. Really cared about uh, about the Grizz and, and the University of Montana. Yeah. Um, and the thing that I've always remembered though about the Cougs growing up was, you know, they'd be on ABC um, from time to time, and. I remember the stories of Keith Jackson talking about going to WSU and, and that always really hit home. I'm just being like a cool thing. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, it really, that, um, was a key thing for me of wanting to go into broadcast journalism potentially. And so, um, I was looking at university, I was looking at Arizona state, WSU and university of Montana. Montana has a pretty good journalism school. Yes, they do have a very good high school. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, my my dad desperately wanted me to to walk on and play football at the University of Montana. But <laughs> the thing about me is that I have my mother's build, so uh, <laughs> I am <laughs> very slight of frame and uh, not built like my father at all. And so, uh, you know, I, I remember we, we we were able to get uh, on the field, before, you know, once uh, when I was in high school to just kind of be on the sidelines during a game. And I remember looking around at everybody, and I was like. I will immediately die if I take my dad up on this idea of walking. <laughs> like, horrible idea. Um, and so uh, 
I, you know, I was trying to figure out where to go to school, and when I visited Pullman, um, I just completely fell in love with it. It reminded me of small town Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, a girl I was really into, who is now my wife, was already there, which also helped. Uh, and um, you know, so I, I uh, signed up, and I went from like kind of being cool with UW to like just deep seated hatred, like immediately. Like, yeah, that'll tend to happen. That'll 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 tend along. to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, came came back to you know came back from, uh, I think came back from alive and uh, some some kid from high school made some comment to me about how I couldn't you know oh you must have not gotten into UW and I hadn't even applied so it was just like instantaneously was like oh I hate you guys. <laughs> um, I've since matured a little bit, you know. I'm not so filled with sports hate and rage, and all that, you know, but it, it can flare up from time to yeah. time. Uh, so I was uh, yeah, so I was a freshman. Um, First game of the year was against Idaho. It was on a Thursday. I remember the buzz on campus. It was a, it was warm out. Uh, I remember my English teacher was kind of excited that football was happening on a Thursday. It was also kind of mad because nobody was paying attention in class. No, God, And then no, no. Uh, the first get, first play in Martin Stadium, Jerome Harrison goes 80 yards down the down the sideline mm-hmm. on the student section side for a touchdown, and I was like, we're going to the Rose Bowl. You know, we're the best team ever. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I, knew nothing. I didn't know WSU was like no. lovable losers or whatever. Yeah. I just remembered them beating Texas in the Holiday Bowl. And I was like, oh, this is just more goodness. We're just, we're going to win it. The sophomore, Alex Brink, just a little bit better and a little bit more sure of him competing in the spring girls was a deficit to him and something that, uh, you know, that, that made their decision a little easier. And the quarterback's best friend and outstanding running back in Jerome Harrison on the first play of 2005 for the Cougars goes 80 yards for a touchdown. Yeah, that kind of that kind of reminds me of what Sherwood said, you know, in in the first part of our mega cast about the '97 season was you kind of came into that with the, you know that blissful ignorance of oh well this just always happens this is how this always goes right this is how good this team always is when nothing could be further from the truth about Washington State football history. Um, I want to touch on again something we kind of talked about before here is that. If, if you are a more recent Coug fan, you know, like a, like a younger student or a recent grad or even you're just brand new to Washington State football, and you were so frustrated by the 2019 team in terms of all the offensive firepower in the world and, you know, a defense that, uh, I'm using a terrible metaphor, but couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat bad. Uh, this 2005 squad was for you because it's Alex Brink, it's Jerome Harrison, who may be the best player a lot of people still don't know about in Wazoo, very recent history, Brandon Gibson, Michael Bumpus, uh, Trandon Harvey, who is, again, we're just talking about all this offensive firepower all over the place, and they went 4-7 and seven because they oh, yeah. gave up a ton of points ton of points oh yeah and that was for me with my context for wsu that was pretty confusing honestly coming into it because mm-hmm. when i was in you know, when we were in high school will dirting was just all the rage i mean he was all american oh yeah uh you know i remember vividly tuning in when the Cougs were playing at notre dame and and uh you know his sack and forced a fumble and um, you know, his story of growing up in Okanagan and, and having not even having a phone and, you know, how he even just how they found him 
being just from from rural eastern washington was just so cool and so coming into wsu i thought oh, we've got will dirty man we got a we got a killer defense and then you know reading about the team and uh you know in in the build up to the season and then seeing the ghost you know do his thing in those first few games i was like oh you know we we're gonna just completely own um, and instead it was just like the defense just could never, it was just every game, something would happen that was just completely backbreaking. Yeah. Uh, you know, and by, by the time we were rolling into the apple cup, I mean, I started to have that sense of pending just dread and doom, you mm-hmm. know, about every game, you know, we were, we would be ahead and it was just like, what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, well, and I, you know, I'm sorry to cut you off there, but you know, it's, it's again, it's these similarities of three times they scored 30 points in a loss one time they scored 41 in a loss to UCLA we were reminiscing about as well because if you uh if if your your uh the thing you collect is bad losses to UCLA at home Washington State might be leading the pack because at one point in that game leading up to this Apple Cup they were up four touchdowns right oh yeah uh they it was yeah, and, and UCLA was ranked. I think they were ranked like 11. Uh, number 11, yep. Yep, number 11. Yeah, um, you know, so second quarter and, you know, Cougs were up 28 to twenty eight to 7. So I don't know if maybe maybe they didn't get up by four touchdowns, but they were up, uh, yeah, they were, they were I think, up by three touchdowns in the third, late in the third quarter, maybe mm-hmm. the start of the fourth quarter. And I remember the crowd was chanting overrated at UCLA. And, and at that point, I had kind of figured out what was up, you know, that, that, you know, and that was, we'd only lost two games, you know, break through four picks on the road at Oregon State. Stanford had lost to UC Davis the week before coming to Pullman. We lost to them by three. And so at that point, I was, you know, when we were chanting overrated in the student section, I was like, oh, we're going to lose. We're totally going to lose. <laughs> and, you know, um, you know, up three touchdowns. And, I, and it was like, it was one of those things too, where it was like, you know, Maurice Jones drew who went on to have a great career in the NFL was on that team for the Bruins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was walking around um, on the field with his shirt off before the game. And he looked like this just iron bowling ball of a man. And, uh, you know, and he was looking around at the crowd and just kind of taking in Martin stadium. And you mm-hmm. can tell that he was ready to do something crazy. And he just completely took over uh, this the second half of that game. I mean, it was just every time he touched the ball, it was big yards, uh, and and you know, I think he finished with, you know, uh, not that impressive of a of a game overall. You know, he just got over a hundred yards rushing. He had like eighty yards receiving, but he just had this sense of like he was always going to do something crazy. Yeah. Um, and you know, and the Cougs ended up losing in overtime. I can't even remember how. I imagine we probably just like missed a field goal or something. You know. Um, <laughs> That's usually how that goes. Yeah, no, that's that's, yeah. that's usually pretty good. Um, so the lead up uh, to this Apple Cup, which again I, I need to keep reminding people, used to happen before Thanksgiving. God forbid it happens that way anymore. Uh, right. Were two losses by three points each to Arizona State and at the time number eleven Oregon. Um, so your sense going into this game uh, is not exactly great, though. I need to point out, as was the case. A lot in this time frame, kind of that mid two thousands time, Washington was not very good either. They finished the season one and seven in the conference. Actually, finished with a worse overall record than Washington State, as they were wanting to do when Ty Willingham was the head coach. Yeah, totally. I mean, they. Uh, I, I think 
I remember laughing at them for getting just just yammed on by USC. Uh, you know, they had gotten smashed by Oregon, and then mm-hmm. they had to go. I think number one USC came into town. They had one win against Idaho at the time, and uh, and they were you know puffing their chests out about they're going to shock the world, and the Trojans just crushed them. And then I think maybe the BCS rankings came out the next week or something, and, and SC wasn't number one in the rankings, and. Pete Carroll printed all these shirts that said "Leave No Doubt" on them, and uh, yeah, so you you can imagine what an omen that was, right? So we yeah. go down to L.A. and uh, I'm pretty sure Jerome Harrison did his thing. You know, he had a good game, but the Cougs lose like 55 to 13. So you know, we got humbled as well the next week. But most of the other losses were were so close. I mean, I, every loss leading up to the Apple Cup was by three yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the Arizona's yeah right. ASU and Oregon was three points. Uh, Cal four. So nearest makes no four, difference. Yeah. And then yeah, three against UCLA, three against Oregon. The other the biggest uh, margin was eleven against Oregon State on October first. That was the other biggest margin. So the, again, you know, it's that it, right. It's that twenty nineteen team where when they're losing, it's frustrating as all heck. Because, my God, it's right there in front of them with this football team. Totally. I mean, it was, it was right there, and you could, you could see the talent ever. And the defense wasn't so bad that it was, like, uh, it was ridiculous. You know, I mean, you think about, like, Pac-10 play at the time. I mean, you're, you know, you're giving up 24 points or 27 points. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're still – you've got a shot to win. So it wasn't like we were, you know, a dumpster fire by any means yeah. or anything. It was more just the breaks weren't going your way. Uh, so we were, you know, and, and my context, you know, everyone the year before, um, you know, who was, who was a sophomore or older that was still on campus, you know, the Cougs won, uh, in Martin stadium against UW. I think it had been, uh, a, a while since they, that we had won an apple cup, um, in 2004, uh, God forbid it was since 97, but it may well have been. So I, um, I don't want to, I don't want to dig through that to find out, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I mean, let's save both of us the heartache for that. Yeah. Um, and so the, you know, me still being completely, you know, I remembered, I re- um, not to bring up even more memories, bad memories for Coog fans. You know, if you were, if you were a Coog fan in the early two thousands, maybe skip the next 30 seconds, but you know, I, I remembered, you know, the, the, the backward pass game and, and all of that when the, Cougs are really good. Um, but I was just asking my friends, you know, hey, what's going to happen? You know, they're, oh, hey, we rushed the field last year. We're going to we're going to smash you. And then I'm looking at the, the, their record and their one win is against Idaho. Um, and now they, they upset Arizona the week before Apple Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Arizona had beat UCLA the week before that. And and uh, UCLA at that point was really good. So UW then, you know, via the transitive property was like, we're the Pac-10 champions, guys. Yes. Which we were all, we were all like, you have two wins and one Pac-10 win, you know. And and, <laughs> and granted, you know, their their response was, well, you have no Pac-10 wins. <laughs> you know, which is like, okay. That's not entirely unfair. I mean, I just. <laughs> yeah. So I remember being really excited to come to you know to, to uh, come home for for Thanksgiving break and mm-hmm. um, you know to get ready for the game you know be there for Apple Cup and enjoy time seeing friends you know as a freshman year uh, and and I think that was and, and Facebook mind you was was kind of a brand new thing yeah this was and, I think it was uh, you had to have a college email address to to even have it right i mean that that's that's yeah. how brand for those of you who don't know you did used to have to have a college email address to get onto facebook right 
yeah, before Facebook really took a, a hard left into Psychotown, um, yeah. it used to just be a bunch of college students. And so, and, and so all of a sudden, you know, you just, you had people, you just had this, this, you know, uh, your wall was just like this place people could just post whatever. And uh, people were all of a sudden, all these UW people who were so chirpy all week. I could not believe it. I was like trying to fathom how on earth were they so chirpy. And it was just like everybody I would run into back in Woodenville, they, were, they just all had these little comments and, ja- you know, just little jabs about WCU. And I was just like, don't you know our like we got the ghost man and Brink and we're so good, but the record just didn't show it. Um, and uh, and so you know we had we had gotten tickets through the student section, uh, mm-hmm. for, to be in the student section, which was hilarious. You listen to the mega cast about the the wooden bleachers and just how horrible those seats were, and that you know nine or eight years later in two thousand five. Uh, same thing. I mean, it was the worst setup uh, ever, and they had made no updates to it. Uh, but the thing that I remember going into the game was, you know, we, we, we uh, parked at the park and ride in Kirkland and we grabbed a bus, the bus over yep. and all the UW fans were, were decently nice, but you could tell it was very pat you on the head kind of stuff, you know, <laughs> like, very, oh, uh, like you like that kind of thing. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah. where it was like initially you thought um, it was it was friendly, and then it was like the first time I realized what somebody from the South means when they say "bless your heart." You know, it was. Oh God, was my like my of... my wife's um, grandmother says that to me, and it just and she's from Virginia, and it just every time she says that, I I have to look at her and go, "You don't really mean that, do you?" And she just kind of <laughs> shakes her head at me and right. goes, "Of course I don't, dear." <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but you know, and it wasn't it wasn't broad brush by any means, but mm-hmm. it was uh, where every single person was being kind of that way. But yeah. you could definitely pick up on it, um, which again was just a weird experience. Where I'm sure they're looking at you know, if you, if you look at it through the context of a UW fan, they're like, "Come on, man! You're the Cougs are are three and six or three and seven. You've you, you've lost every Pac-10 game. You know, of course we're going to pat you on the head." And yeah. Me, without my context for, for any of this, was like, you're crazy. Uh, yeah. You know, but, so, that, so we, yeah. Yeah, now now you have the context for it, unfortunately. Oh, my gosh. Like, I, I, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I have the context because I love Wazoo and WSU and my experience, but there's, you know, that's the other thing of what I feel like wrecks me about the Apple Cups now is that there was a period of time, you know, from 04 to 2012 where – it was actually a game when we weren't, yes. you know, and, and, and granted UW wasn't good, but, um, it's still, you know, we, we still won a fair amount of them. And so, yeah. you know, having it be this foregone conclusion now is just rather painful, partially yeah. due to this experience. Well, we'll talk about this game in particular because it, it is your favorite memory and it, it goes back and forth for a while. We'll get to I what I think is your highlight here. Uh, in a bit, but it, it goes back and forth all game as these games are wanting to do because when Washington State wins, it can never be by a lot and it can't be stress-free. <laughs> so we go into the fourth quarter, Washington State up 5, 19-14, and then Washington retakes the lead 22-19 just a few seconds into the fourth quarter. So after that, and we're sitting on a three-point lead for the Huskies, how are you feeling at this point in your rotting wooden seats in Husky Stadium. <laughs> oh, um, you know, I'm pretty uh, 
pretty much thinking it's it's a done deal. I mean, that touchdown was scored by UW at the start of the fourth quarter, yep. uh, and they went for two, and they got it. And it just felt like, it's, of course, you know, this is what's happened all year. Um, and there was this really intense, uh, just frothy tension in the student section. You know, before the game, the UW band came came by and they turned around right in front of us and just blasted the fight song and everybody just immediately grabbed like whatever they could find and just chucked it at them you know, <laughs> newspaper you know your cup whatever you could find yeah. and uh you know craig powers of, of kook center fame um you know he was he was very prominent figure in the student section around campus in the zoo crew and at football games and uh, i don't think i've ever told craig this actually but um, I don't know if he was in the front row, but I would, I had this vision that he was, he was there cause he mm-hmm. kind of always was. And there was a sense when that happened of like, we're rushing the field. When we win, we're rushing the field Okay. And for them to have scored and have been ahead in that moment and feeling like that was taken away was just brutal. So, I, you know, so just, yeah. Totally so, brutal. I mean, we'll get to that in a little bit because I don't want to spoil the ending, but there, you guys had this feeling that if we reach at, at that point, that if we finish this game, at the end ahead, there is nothing keeping us off. The, you know, again, these teams finished six and sixteen combined on the year, but there is nothing. <laughs> there is nothing keeping us off that turf if we lead at the final gun. Totally. Yeah. And I think there was some jawing between the players either the prior year or that year leading up to it uh-huh. about that in some way. But um, and and you know, again, I did. I wasn't that as a student in my freshman year. I wasn't that plugged in yet to where I am now, where I just can't get enough information about the Cougs. Right. Um. It, and it was more just the the general vibe of like, you know, how, however many students there were, maybe a thousand or two thousand or however many tickets they sold. Where it was just everybody instantaneously snapped together of like, oh, we're we're rushing the field. When we win, that's just what's happening. <laughs> like no questions asked, which was just the craziest thing. No, yeah. Looking back on it. Just a thousand yeah. people, just a thousand people make the same decision. Uh so Alex Brink is well known as the Husky Killer. He's the only Washington State quarterback to beat Washington three times. He actually won two Apple Cups in Seattle and he did this one in a similar fashion that he would do the next one in 2007, a late heroic long pass. Well, not a long pass. It didn't, wasn't in the air a long time, unlike his one to Brandon Gibson in 2007. This one to Trandon Harvey in the flat. A safety over-pursues for UW, and Harvey is just free to the end zone. So from where you were sitting, just describe for me everything about that moment from the snap of the ball to when Harvey gets into the end zone and what was happening right after that. Oh man. Um, well, I think there's, so it's important for the, the buildup to that moment too, on that drive. Cause the, um, you know, the Cougs missed a field goal, uh, after WSU or sorry, after UW had, had scored to take the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we were down 22 to 19. Um, so that was, you know, painful miss. And then, uh, UW punted, we punted. And then all of a sudden you get the, you get the ball back with only four minutes to go and you can, you know, that, I mean, this is pretty much it. Yeah. Um, this is pretty much it. You know, I think, uh, um, ever, there was definitely a, the, that intensity and, uh, you know, on that drive, uh, and the thing about this game too, that is so crazy is I feel like there's, there was a few players who had so much potential, um, you know, that 
fans of the current team or people who are younger, you know, would just never even necessarily know these names, but this game, they all just kind of came good on it. And one of those guys was Cody Boyd. Um, mm-hmm. and so on the drive, uh, you know, to, to open the, the drive, there was a penalty, uh, holding penalty, at, um, on second and six. So now you're at second and 16, which you're just, uh, you know, you're, you're, really nervous now that we're, we're going to, you know, maybe even go three and out here. Yeah. And so we run into a third down and, uh, Brink finds Cody Boyd converts, which was just huge. Um, and Cody Boyd had just been one of those guys who kind of kept showing up and he showed up later on the drive. There's another third down and he converted as well. Um, and so we're in a good spot, but we're not by any means close to scoring and we need a touchdown. You know, we're like at the UW 40. Um, and so there was just this, and there was just a, this thing of like, okay, maybe this is going to happen, uh, but also that foreboding feeling that we have as Cougs is just kind of when's the other shoe going to drop? You know, what's mm-hmm. what's going to happen? Um, you know, and, and and there was just that that sense of you know we kept trudging along and converting out of tough situations, uh, and and you know feeling like okay maybe we're going to do this, but also we're probably not. <laughs> uh, and you know, yeah. Uh. So what do you see when Harvey catches that pass and he gets a couple of good blocks, one bad pursuit angle, and he's free to the end zone? What what is going what do you see what's going through your head? Yeah. So we're in the we're in the end zone by the lake and they're driving away from us. Yeah. And so you know, and kind of a thing that became a little bit uh, before memes were a thing was WSU's love of the bubble screen. You know, we ran the bubble screen like crazy, and yep. it seemed like it was almost never effective. So they line up, and right when the play starts, we're we're running a bubble screen on you know on second and nine, and it was like, oh man, we're gonna be in third and eight here in a second. And uh, but what you start to see as the play you know, um, you know plays out is that UW didn't get lined up. They weren't lined up correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Harvey catches the ball, and, you know, that bad angle is partially because the guy was just not aligned. And, you know, he catches the corner. And one of the cool things about the way they used to do the away section at Husky Stadium before they completely ruined it, which, by the way, you know, shouts to Husky Stadium for having the worst away fan experience yeah, for how they close. place yeah. everybody. Yeah. But there was, you know, the, the alumni were all in the opposite end zone. So we couldn't. You're you're so low in terms of your angle. You can't really see what's going on. You can you can sense that Harvey's breaking down the sideline, but you can more just hear the, all the air leave the stadium. You know, because Husky Stadium was still pretty loud, even though the, the teams weren't that great that day. Mm-hmm. You can just hear all the air leave, and it be replaced by the roar of the away section just coming at us like a wall of noise, like washing over Harvey as he's running into the end zone toward us. The Huskies run in the game. They try to run with Grayson Gunheim and Manasseh. Oh boy, Brink does a great job of pulling the ball down and splitting the game and getting positive yardage. A minute 30 left. Harvey down the sideline. Look at this, he's gone. Justin Pocarney, shouts to, to Poke. Uh, he's sitting uh, on the other side of my then girlfriend, who was sitting to my right, and he had the right side of his face painted crimson. No, nothing on the left side. And uh, when Harvey runs into the end zone, and you can just hear the noise, you can't really tell what's going on. You just know we've scored by how insane everyone's going on the other yeah. side, and you hear the the band strike up the fight song. 
and uh, we it's just a mosh pit i mean it is just an utter pandemonium in there and uh somehow you know poke is basically his right side of his face is two people to my right and i get red paint all over my sweatshirt <laughs> like completely covered because we were just like swimming over each other just madness just the release uh that that harvey had scored it was just the best it was like yeah uh, there would be a little bit more of a release of emotion, though. Uh, the game ends. Washington can't score on their final drive. You make good on every, or everybody makes good on their promise to end up on the field. And then I think it's it's really funny because again, as I mentioned, these teams were horrible. They were not any good by any means. But it's just again the importance of a rivalry game. Um, one of the more iconic pictures I think in Apple Cup history. <laughs> Um, comes out of this because the students rush the field and then a bunch of Husky fans get on the field. I mean, what a surprise. CMS doesn't do their job right. Um, and so all these fans who are have spent the last three-plus hours hating each other are on the field now. And there's this very iconic photo of a Coog flag being, like, torn in two separate oh, yeah. directions by Coog and Husky fans. Is that what the vibe on the field was kind of like after that? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, so, so Harvey scores and there's still a little bit of, of tension in the crowd. Cause it wasn't like it was an at the buzzer. Yeah. It was, there was a, there was a minute 20 to go when he scored. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Adam Braidwood sacks, uh, Isaiah Stanback and Stanback was an incredible athlete for at quarterback. I mean, mm-hmm. he, just, he was, a, and he was, you know, could make plays. And so there was this nervousness about what was going to happen and once it became clear once they turned the ball over on downs you know we all just pushed right up against that same fence that uh that that kyle and everyone was talking about that was at the 97 apple cup it was like the same fence was there yep. and we are all like jawing with cms they're looking at us and going you're not getting on the field and we're like oh oh really we're not getting yeah. on the field <laughs> and uh you know the second the bell rang the same you know fence just bam slams down and i remember grabbing my then girlfriend now wife kelsey's hand and uh saying remember this moment as we rushed out onto husky stadium's field and we get on the w and we're jumping up and down and then all of a sudden i have that moment like i had on the sidelines at that university of montana game where i'm like i am in the wrong place (laughs) and that's because I am bouncing into WSU football players who are like throwing hands with UW football players. And I, <laughs> I am like, my head is, I'm about to get decapitated. I am not where I, I should be. I should not be in this location right now. No. Yeah. 100%. Uh, you know, they clear the players off and then it's just, I mean, people have lighters out and they're trying to light the W on fire. Oh God. Uh, they, uh, oh Yeah. They're doing just completely horrible things to the W, having fun. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's there's this sense in the crowd in the same way that we all knew we were going to rush the field when the band kind of played the fight song at us. There's this sense of, hey, you know, something is afoot. Uh, and it was that the UW students had entered the fray. And so... Um, you know, me being slight of frame, I, you know, I would say I'm more on the lover, not a fighter side of, of the spectrum. Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but, you know, all of a sudden there's, it's just chaos out there and all these UW fans are out there and, and these two UW students, uh, one of them grabs my cougar hat and he just takes it off my head and I'm looking at him like, hey man, give me my hat back. 
and he tosses it to his friend, and they start playing like monkey in the middle with me with my hat. Now there's I, oh wow. Now there's a, there's a game name I have not heard in a long time. Monkey in oh, the middle. Wow. Yeah, I know. And apologies if that's like an incredibly inappropriate game name. For I have some no, I have I no know, earthly but, idea yeah, if it is or not. Yeah. We kids. Um, and we so and all of a sudden something comes over me. I mean, I have never punched someone in the face in my life, and the and the guy tosses my hat away. And I grab his shirt and I look at his friend and I say, I'm going to punch your friend in the face over and over again until you give me my hat back. <laughs> and, and, uh, and his friend goes, give him the hat back. Give him the hat back. <laughs> he knew you weren't kidding. He knew you were not kidding. It's that mob mentality when everybody's out there. It's like, it just like something comes over everybody. Uh, right, yeah. And, uh, you know, and so, so yeah. he, gives me my, he gives me my hat back, and I put my hat on, and then I turn and take a step away, and then one of my good friends, uh, who was a couple years older than me, had seen this whole thing going, and he just comes and clotheslines the guy on the ground. Oh, jeez. So the, hold on, hold on. Rock the moment after I get my hat back. So hold on, hold on. This poor kid complies after receiving a threat from you. And he pays for it anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time, too. My friend, his, he's a big guy. He was oh, not like, he was man. a big dude. And he, I mean, and he didn't punch him or anything, but I mean, it just like, WWF just like came off the ropes, full head of steam, just clothesline, <laughs> forearm to the chest, decleated him. Um, Perfect. And, and so the and so the, you know this it, it's uh it's just a it's a melee on the oh yeah no I can imagine and, yeah um, and uh, but the thing that it produced which I think is why it's it's uh, it's such like a, a, a visceral and still clear all these years later memory was um, everybody met up afterwards in the parking lot and it was just swapping stories of like oh what'd you see on the field okay what happened to you what where were you okay did you see that okay you know what happened. And, uh, and, you know, two of the guys we met up with who are still two good friends of mine uh, to this day, Rob and, and Charlie, they're brothers. And uh, they are front and center in that iconic photo of yeah. trying to pull the Cougar flag away from the UW students who uh -huh. had tackled a, the WSU player who was waving it. Um, and uh, so it's always fun every Apple Cup. You know, somebody's turned it into like a Christmas card type thing where it's, you know, it's something like, you know, peace on earth and goodwill to all is yeah. like the caption. And it's yeah. fans fighting over. And I think I, my, my favorite meme of it is like, look, even Husky fans want the flag. It's just like, you know, even right. though, like, not even remotely <laughs> the case in that. Right. Uh, that's the thing, that's yeah. the thing about this, where when Husky fans try to tell us they don't care, that's the game where I'm like, you guys were bad and we... I think we're good, but had a bad record, and still it popped off. You know, it still popped off. It's it's just all that emotion just boils over anyway, and it's you know we can all we can. It I I think I've compared it to like the little brother. You don't you know like yeah you can make fun of us for being the little brother, but we're always gonna be there for you. Don't worry about it, bud. Don't right, worry about yeah, it. When Oregon goes yeah. back to whooping you on a regular basis, we're always gonna be here for you. That's our point. That's our right. lot in life, I suppose. Uh, yes. You got a wife out of it. You got kids out of it. Uh, so that's a pretty darn good memory uh, for a fellow Woodenville alum. So thank you very much, Zane, for sharing that with everybody. Yeah, thanks for having me on. You know, it's uh, it was fun walking down memory lane with this. You know, the 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 same uh, the same bus that we that we had taken from the park and ride that was all full of getting patted on the head, UW people. It was as quiet as a library 
on the way back, you know, which was great. And uh, some old guy called, you know, swore at my wife getting on the bus. And, you know, we, uh, we, we landed in, in Kirkland, and then we, we made our way to this little restaurant called The Slip uh, for some nachos and, uh, it was us and, and another friend and nobody else was in there. And there was just one guy working the, uh, restaurant and, uh, they were just playing the highlights over and over again on root sports or Fox sports, Northwest, whatever the yeah. name of the station was. And yeah, we just sat there taking it all in, you know, watching the highlights over and over. You, you know, you kind of knew even with the crazy ending, it probably wasn't going to end up on sports center. So you had to drink it in right then and there. And, uh, it was one of those things that kind of sealed my my hatred of, of of UW and my my insane love of WSU all in the same moment. And you know that. And the, the last thing I'll say about that game that was just so wild about it was, you know, uh, in the in in the newness of Facebook, it, it just pulled out the true feelings of all these people who were so sweet that went to UW about what they actually <laughs> felt about Wazoo. You know, I remember uh, the student, the classmate of mine sweetest sweetest woman and uh she posted a picture of all of us on the field with just f wazoo just bam right there (laughs) oh perfect well you know it's just those those state school folks from over there but uh we came from a very classy place like woodenville except back in the day when when we grew up there it was a barbecue joint and a quiz knows where all the winders are so it doesn't really count thank you again sir and i appreciate it so very much yeah thank you this is fun Thank you.